Hello, I'm Blair Lemke. Welcome to Let God Speak. The Bible is a special book. Although containing 66 separate books written by 40 authors over 1,500 years on three continents and in three different languages, it is incredibly interconnected. Our Bible study today will reveal this. On our panel today, we have John Cosmeyer and Harold Harker. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you for joining you. us. Yeah. As always, let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the privilege that we have to study your word today. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to teach us and to guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been studying the book of Deuteronomy in this study series, and today we have a particular focus looking at the book of Deuteronomy in the later writings. And I want to throw uh, a question to you, uh, Pastor Harold. Um, we see the book of Deuteronomy, passages of Deuteronomy, turning up in other books of the Bible. Uh, and I just want to ask the question, why, why would that be the case? Well, it's a fascinating thing, Blair, because this book, written by Moses, is quoted in many other places, both in the Old Testament and the New. And the Bible writers allude or quote from them to prove their point in different ways. And it's no surprise mm. that Deuteronomy, which was like the covenant that mm. is made with Israel, is referred to over and over again. Well, we're going to explore several of the examples that are quoted in the later writings throughout our study today. Uh, the first one that I'd like to look at today is the story of King Josiah. King Josiah became king at eight years old. He reigned for uh, several, many years. And during his reign, something quite interesting happened. And I want to throw uh, a question to you, Pastor John. Um, something significant happened during Josiah's reign that radically changed the people, God's people during that time. I want to ask you, what, what was that, that that happened? It's recorded in 2 Kings chapter 22, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it's verse 8. Then Hilkiah the high priest said to Shepan the tribe, the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Here Josiah had ruled for 18 years and didn't even know that that book existed. And so verse 10, then Chapan the scribe showed the king saying, Hilkiah, the priest has given me a book. And Chapan read it before the king. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. Wow. So it was this discovery of the book of the law that changed his people at that time. Now we know that the book of the law is a reference here to Deuteronomy. Uh, Pastor Harold, how do we know that? Well, that's referenced if we go to the story of the Second Chronicles in chapter 33. Let me read this. Now, when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses mm. and is directly quoting from Deuteronomy. Hmm. That's it. That is interesting. Interesting to note there. So we can see the connection between the book of the law and Deuteronomy. Uh, 
you know, this this book of the law, Deuteronomy, was found, Pastor John, uh, and it was read to the king. Now, why was it so significant uh, that this book was read to the king? Well, when he heard what the book said, he discovered that this here was a covenant that had been made by Israel many, many, many Correct. years before, and nobody had kept it. Hmm. And Holder, the prophetess, confirmed, yes, this is the covenant that God had made. And in Second Kings chapter 23 and verse 3, it says, Then the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in the book. And all the people took a stand for the covenant. Wow. And so here the king and the people recommitted themselves mm. to the covenant that had been made. Wow. So the book of the law was forgotten or lost from God's people for a certain period of time. It was rediscovered, it was re read, and it led to a very uh, beautiful revival and a recommitment to God and to his word. Uh, and Pastor Harold, I want to throw the question to you. What was uh, the result of this revival amongst God's people at this time? Well, the King Josiah led the revival, and this is what it says in 2 Kings chapter 23 and verse 24. Moreover, Josiah put away those who consulted mediums and spiritists, the household gods and idols, hmm. all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. And so here we find a revival and he's cleaning the land of all those things that were against God. Wow. And, you know, this is something that we see when revival takes place that, you know, the, the people who are going through a revival desire to cleanse their life from those things that are holding them back from a full and complete relationship with God. Uh, Pastor John, what are the, some lessons that we can learn from this story? Well, first of all, I'd like to read another verse in chapter 23, and that is verse 20. He executed all the priests of the high places who were there on the altars and burnt men's bones on them and he returned to Jerusalem. This king was very, very serious yeah. about the commitment that he made. And what we can learn is that we need to do what the covenant <clears throat> tells us to do. First of all, we need to keep a copy. And that's why finding it was so important. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we need to read the copy wow. so that we know what's actually in it. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, we need to do what the people had agreed to do. And so if that happens, then we ourselves were gain the blessing of what that covenant was all about. Mm. And in our era, we need to do that with the book of Hebrews, hmm. because the book of Hebrews in the New Testament is the equivalent to what Deuteronomy was in the oh. Old Testament. Wow. And we'll learn about that later. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You've put a little teaser out there for our, <laughs> our viewers. I love it. Um, you know, that reference there that you made to the execution of the idolatrous priests uh, that took place, this really shows how far God's people had strayed 
uh, from God's plan and these sorts of things. Uh, and so that revival was very much needed. Pastor Harold, I want to throw the question to you. You know, we've seen it's easy to distance uh, the people, God's people in the Bible from us and our experience. Uh, but bringing it a little bit closer to home, uh, are there things in our own homes, in our own churches, in our own institutions uh, that we may need to purge like those Israelites purged as well uh, in order to truly serve God faithfully? Well, if Josiah was putting God first in his nation and said, let's clean this up and takes the word that God has given as the basis, shouldn't we be putting the word of God first and following what it says in our lives Mm -hmm. and what we do, what we see, everything about us? And so, yes, we have to turn to God just like Josiah turned to God and be really true and make that commitment to him. Beautiful. Well, we're going to have a look at another passage here, which is uh, from the book of Deuteronomy. uh, And we're going to pick it up here in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 to 14. And we'll read from the Bible here. It says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. Um, Quite an interesting little passage here. And I want to throw this question to you, Pastor John. There was a phrase there in verse 14. It said uh, the, the word heavens of heavens. And I want to ask you, what does this phrase mean? What's the significance of this phrase? You've got to remember that Genesis to Deuteronomy is the beginning of the Bible. And that's where great subjects, the foundation is laid for them. Sometimes it's not until we get to the New Testament that we actually discover what it means. And to find out what the the highest heavens are, Mm. we have to go to Paul Hmm. in the New Testament. And here in, in, uh, uh, in the New Testament, He says, I was caught up to the third heaven. Mm -hmm. So the Bible teaches there are three heavens. Mm. There's the atmospheric heaven where the birds fly. There's the starry heavens. And then there is the heaven of heavens, which is the paradise of God. And Jesus said to the thief on the cross, you will be with me where? In paradise. In paradise. And so this covenant is made by the highest authority in the universe. Wow. What an important covenant. Very important. And the book of Deuteronomy is, is a very precious book. Mm. Well, this, this word, uh, this phrase is picked up elsewhere in Scripture as well. And Pastor Harold, I want to throw to you a question here. Um, Nehemiah also uses this phrase. Uh, how does Nehemiah use this phrase? Well, Nehemiah, let me read to you what Nehemiah wrote. And it's in chapter 9. And they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God. And listen to this, for one fourth of the day Hmm. and for another fourth, they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. So if you read the word of God, the law, and then you can consider it and talk about it, you will confess because we haven't lived up to it as we should have. At least that was the position that Nehemiah saw. And so you read the book of the law. You really, it's not just a cursory reading. He really read the book and then they confessed their wrongs. Wow. And, and um, yeah, what a, what a 
example for each of us who desires to follow. I really like that part there, reading it for a quarter of the day or something. <laughs> wow, what a commitment. A good example for us too, isn't it? <laughs> Let's look at another example here uh, of Deuteronomy being quoted throughout the later writings. We're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 29. And in Jeremiah 29, uh, in verse 11, we have one of the most famous verses in the Bible. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. And uh, perhaps you've come across that text. Two texts later in Jeremiah 29, verse 13, we come across this text and I want to read it. It says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Uh, quite an interesting uh, connection there from what we read. Um, and uh, I want to s- throw this one to you, Pastor John. Uh, you know, we see this, uh, this idea here quoted, um, this idea of searching and finding me. If you search me, you'll find me. Uh, with all your heart. We actually see this found in Deuteronomy. And so Jeremiah is taking this and using it. It's, a, it's quoted from Deuteronomy. Uh, so I want to throw the question to you, John. In what context do we find this phrase that Jeremiah has just quoted in the book of De- Deuteronomy? The verse is actually Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 29. But it's interesting that this part of Deuteronomy is the preamble. Mm-hmm. In, in the legal document that it is. And the, it, the preamble goes from chapter 1, verse 6 to chapter 4, verse 49. And here we have, God says, you remember. Mm-hmm. Secondly, no images. Thirdly, the universal witnesses. Hebrews says we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and, and Deuteronomy had its witnesses as well. And then it lists the results of forgetting God. Mm. And right at the end comes verse 29. But from there you will seek the Lord your God. You will find him if you seek him with all your heart. And then it adds something that wasn't put in Jeremiah. And with all your soul, Mm. your innermost being, Mm. you will find God. Wow. Well, it's really a beautiful promise, isn't it? Uh, Such a fantastic promise that we can hold on to. And uh, perhaps many don't know that that promise in Jeremiah was actually from originally Deuteronomy. Now, I want to throw the question to you, Pastor Harold. Uh, How does this promise relate to us today? Well, these promises, if you served God, there were blessings. And if you didn't, problems would come. Now, let me read this from... uh, Deuteronomy, and it's chapter 4 and verse 30, when you are in distress and all these things come upon you in the latter days, that could be our days too, when you turn to the Lord your God and obey his voice, for the Lord your God is a merciful God, he will not forsake you nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers, which he swore to them. Mm. If you've turned away from God and all these troubles come, it's time now. Think of what you should be doing and go back to God. And he says, I am merciful and he forgives. But we turn back to him with all our heart and with all our soul. Wow. What a beautiful, what a beautiful promise and insight from God's word. Well, we see in the case of Josiah and also um, uh, Nehemiah, they had read the book of Deuteronomy, uh, the book of the law, and this brought revival and reformation in their day. 
Uh, here too with Jeremiah, as we've just seen, that uh, Jeremiah, there's evidence that Jeremiah had, the book of Deuteronomy had influenced Jeremiah with that quote that he made. Uh, and I want to throw this question to you, John. Um, is, it, is that a reasonable conclusion to make, that the book of Deuteronomy had influenced uh, Jeremiah in his writings? It is because <laughs> Jeremiah started his prophetic ministry at the time of Josiah being the king. Mm -hmm. And when they discovered the book of Deuteronomy, it was read to Jeremiah as well. And he knew what had happened under Jeremiah and um, how the people reacted and so on. And it's very interesting that Moses went from the wilderness and took the people to Jerusalem. Mm. Jeremiah, because of the people not keeping the covenant, took the people from Jerusalem back to Egypt. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah, and I guess it's no surprise then that the book of Deuteron that we see Jeremiah quoting the book of yeah. Deuteronomy yes. uh, in light of what you've just shared. Um, of course, the book of Deuteronomy, as we've covered in this study series, is essentially a, a restatement of the covenant to God's people uh, as they were waiting there on the borders to enter the promised land. Uh, and indeed, much of the later prophets is this uh, recapitulation of the covenant, the rephrasing God's requirements for his people. And I want to read here Mike from the book of Micah, chapter 6, 8, one of the later prophets uh, who does this sort of a thing. Uh, in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, we read in God's word, it says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Pastor Howard, what's the message here in this text? Well, it's easy to go to, Jer to Deuteronomy and see all these things you've got to do. God is putting it down in three simple words, if you like, to do justly. So justice is a big thing and you have to be just and fair with everyone. And then you have to love mercy because if you want mercy, you've got to give mercy and you walk humbly with God. And so Micah is putting all of this law, how does it affect your life? Mm. If you are doing these things, you've assimilated these qualities that have come from God. And so it's a walking with God in this way. I love, I love how you've phrased that there. You know, in Deuteronomy, we, we really see the letter of the law, a very specific outline sure. of what God's calling his people to do. And then in, in Micah here, we see in many ways the spirit of the law, yes. that call to uh, humble, uh, to, to walk humbly, to, to do mercy, to do justice, to put that into practice. Very, very beautiful. Distills that down into just a, a short phrase. I love that. Um, I want to ask the question of you, Pastor John. How does this text here uh, relate to the book of Deuteronomy? When you read Micah chapter 6 and verse 8 carefully, he has shown you, O man, what is good. Now, that comes from Genesis. Mm -hmm. And then to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God that comes from Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. And so Micah took both Genesis and Deuteronomy, put them together in the one verse. And that means that it is not just the letter of the law. Correct. It is very much an experience that we have, a covenant relationship with God. We are walking with him under what he likes 
And as a result, his likes become our likes and our likes become his. <laughs> and so it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful experience that we have when we study and follow God's covenantal law. Wow. Amen. Yeah, I love, I love how you've, you've phrased that. And it really does build on that statement that we read earlier in our study in, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse um, 12 to 14, where it, where it quoted, essentially quoted that. What does the Lord your God require of you? Um, and so we see that same language lifted from Deuteronomy Correct. and put into Micah there. So uh, again, this recapitulation and this, this restating of the book of Deuteronomy, the book of the law, in the later writings. Uh, let's look at one more example today of uh, the book of Deuteronomy influencing the later writings. We're going to read in Daniel chapter 9. And in Daniel chapter 9, of course, we have Daniel's prayer, uh, one of the most famous and beautiful prayers that we find in Scripture. Uh, there's so many things that we could say about this prayer. <laughs> uh, we could probably spend a whole study series just unpacking that prayer, couldn't sure. we? Sure. Um, but looking here at, in Daniel chapter 9, we're going to uh, look at this passage here and I'm actually going to pick it up in verse, uh, we'll pick it up here in verse 3. Uh, Daniel, uh, this, the setting here is Daniel is in uh, the reign of King Darius um, and it's in the first year of King Darius's reign as we see in verse 2. And Daniel had been studying the Bible. <laughs> He'd been studying prophecy right. and through studying the writings of Jeremiah, he understood, he discerned the 70 years that God's people would be in captivity in Babylon. Right. And he saw that they were nearing the end of that time and that, you know, very soon the end of that 70 year exile uh, would allow them to go back. And so through studying prophecy, uh, I guess, you know, just a quick comment on that. What a uh, what a lesson for us today, isn't it? Um, you know, we see this uh, also for us today as we study prophecy, we can understand the times that we're in. It can guide us, you know, in our future. And uh, of course, there's still much unfulfilled prophecy for prophecy that relates to our time today. But of course, that's an aside. Back to Daniel here, we see Daniel uh, praying. And in light of discovering this prophecy, he turns his mind to God in verse three. And I want you to notice this. It says, then I set my face towards the Lord God to make request by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord, my God, and made confession. And he said, O Lord, great uh, and said, O Lord, great and awesome, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commands. Uh, Pastor Harold, I want to throw a question to you based on this text. What themes do we find here that we've just looked at that tie back to the book of Deuteronomy? Daniel, of course, as he's praying, he actually quotes back from Deuteronomy. Let me read this one from verse 11 of this chapter. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. The, uh, therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, that's Deuteronomy, the servant of God have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. He even says it again a couple of verses later in verse 13, as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us. Yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God. 
He is praying because these things came because they didn't keep the law from Deuteronomy. Wow. You know, that's that's very insightful because when we see his prayer, we don't see Daniel asking the question, why God? You know, which is so common when calamity comes upon us. One of the natural responses of the human heart is to say, why? Why is this happening to me? Um, And I think what you've shared there gives us a bit of a clue. But I want to ask the question directly to you, Pastor John. Uh, Why do you think Daniel didn't use this phrase? Why isn't he saying why? Uh, Why is this happening to us? Instead, he prays a prayer of hope and faith and confession. Why is he not saying why God? It's very simple. (laughs) He already knew the reason. (laughs) The people knew that if you don't keep the, the, the spirit and the letter of the law, then the consequences will come. And it's made very plain because they knew what had happened to the people, but they also knew what happened to Moses who had given that covenant. Hmm. And that was that he had died, but what happened? He was resurrected. Yes. And here he is with the God who made the covenant. And that same is going to happen to us. Hmm. If we follow the covenant, both of Deuteronomy and of the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. Wow. And so it applies to us as well. And we look forward to the resurrection day, don't we? We do. I certainly do. And I I really appreciate the way that you've articulated that and you've helped us to understand, because I think, yes, as you have pointed out, uh, this does provide uh, it's not a full answer for the why question for us, but it does provide uh, clarity for us even today when we ask that same question, that why question. Uh, there is a God in heaven uh, and there is a great controversy. And, uh, and you know, as we keep his covenant, uh, there are blessings and consequences for not keeping that covenant. It's a great framework to understand. It is. It is. And I think understanding this is just such a powerful way to really uh, disarm one of those difficult questions uh, as of, of, of Christianity. Sure. Why do bad things happen in, in the world? And so... Thank you for articulating that. One more little point, and that is, I wonder if God put Moses into heaven with him Mm. to make sure that God would keep his side of the commandment. Hmm. Wow. (laughs) It's an interesting (laughs) thought, isn't it? Tidbit. Yes. I want to ask one more question. I want to throw this to you, Pastor Harold. Um, It's important. Importantly, we see in this prayer of Daniel that he has hope in his prayer. Uh, Where do we find hope in this prayer? In this prayer, in verse 18, It says this, O my God, incline your ear and hear, open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. So Lord, because you are the God and you've made these promises, hear our prayer. God had not abandoned them. He was with them. And though they were going through difficulties, though they were going through trials, uh, he provided a context for understanding the difficulties that they were going through. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for spending the time studying together. From the reformation of Josiah to the prayers of Nehemiah and Daniel, the religion of Micah and the charge of Jeremiah, the book of the law is scattered all throughout the pages of Scripture. While humans fail in their covenant keeping, God is faithful to his covenant and offers hope to you and I today. We're glad that you joined us today on Let God Speak. 
If you would like to watch this program again or any past programs, you can go to our website, 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can also download teacher's notes there. You can email us on lgs at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We're so glad that you were able to join us today. Please join us again next time. God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.